Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. <laughs> All right. Well, here we are on a, a beautiful, well, I guess I can't speak for you. It's beautiful here. A beautiful Friday. Um, hey, we're recording on Friday and it releases on a Friday. So at least we Ooh. got the continuity of the day just not the right time but that's all good so uh merry christmas it's yes christmas time woot woot yay um, i feel like we need to we wish you a merry christmas anyway i'm gonna stop now. Oh, oh i was about to join oh never mind <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really work well on zoom though like we get off kilter and, and a happy new year there it is okay there you got it in yeah. well you're much better singer than i am so let's let's go with that but Hey, we've been uh, talking here and it's been wonderful uh, as it always is to catch up and, and just chat, but you know, it is Christmas. And so we have been talking about, you know, the Christmas story and the meaning of Christmas. And again, all those cliches that the Christian, that we in the Christian church do like, oh, you got to keep Christ in Christmas. And I do not disagree with that in the least. I think it's a little uh, overused as a sentence, but, um, but we do need to keep perspective on this time of year and what it means and uh you know we sing a lot of christmas songs uh both secular right we have jingle bells or um you know i think of we wish you a merry christmas which then second verse is give us some figgy pudding right which is actually gross i don't know if you've ever had it i have i've not so and I kind of want to go investigate that a little bit, maybe later on a different day. But um, so yeah, I had a good one, but I was like unimpressed if it, since they made a whole song about it, I was expecting. Right. Kind of like mean, Turkish Delight and Narnia, you know, anyway, that's off topic, but. Like Ambrosia, the food of the gods or something. Yeah. You're like this. Eh, all right. Let down. It's overrated. Overrated. Well, I feel like that. So I'm from a, a you know place in Minnesota where we, uh, where they have, have Ludafisk um, things. Like I actually like Ludafisk. I'm from Minnesota, oh, and I well, I actually like it. I know I'm I'm just I do. Yeah, uh, um, I think it's I think Ludafisk is overrated. Um, and then when well, I, I would I'd say it's overrated. I think people just eat it for the novelty. But like, I it won't be my every night. But sure, if you put a plate down, I'll eat it. All right, fair. Um, so funny story. I was in Norway once, and. I was asking the locals about Ludafisk because generally a, sure. a, a Scandinavian thing. And they're like, yeah, we don't eat that here. Gross. I said, that's funny. Cause we do in the United States, we eat Ludafisk. Anyway, uh, we're completely off kilter and off topic, but that's okay. We that's we'll, we're coming Merry back. Christmas. Coming back. Here's some jellied fish. <sighs> Yum. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but as we were talking, we talked about uh, Christmas songs, Christmas hymns. And my favorite is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And then we got to talking about what that song is and means and all that stuff. And so we wanted to bring you in on this conversation, all those fine folks out there listening to this podcast um, whenever you are. So um, that's yeah. also my favorite, too. And then we found that out. Yes. It's amazing how just crazy similarities sometimes we have. Um, but I love it because I feel like it's a haunting yeah. tune, right? Yeah. Um, so I want, so everybody out there, I need you to stop, pause, pause this podcast right now and go find O Come O Come Emmanuel on YouTube or Spotify or wherever. Go listen to it just to refresh your mind onto what it, what it sounds like. 
and then come back. Okay. Okay. Are you back now? Yep. And, uh, uh, but it talks about Jesus. Well, it talks about Emmanuel, God with us. That that's a Hebrew word that means God with us to ransom captive Israel which is just such a cool imagery in itself because I've, we're studying Exodus right now in Bible study. So this captive Israel and captive in Egypt as slaves, right? Yeah. But then the fast forward to captive Israel as a metaphor for us who are trapped in sin. Yeah, for humanity. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you know much about the history. So we are actually doing a, a sermon series on the sounds of Christmas. And we did O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Um, and it was actually, um, the first copy is dated around eight year 800. Really? For, I did not yeah, know that. Yeah, for O Come. And it was actually a chant used the seven days to, towards Christmas in, for like um, monks and nuns and so the seven days before Christmas, you'd read, you'd, there's, seven, there's actually seven verses, which okay. I do have all of them with me if we want to tackle them all. There we go. <laughs> Told you it's my favorite. And um, clearly you've done more work on this than I have. So I'm going to leave to your, to your wisdom on this. <laughs> and so that the seven, um, the, se the, the seven declarations of who Emmanuel is throughout the seven verses. And you say them the seven days leading up to Christmas. Okay. Got it. So, yeah. They don't, now they don't know who put it to music, or sorry, actually, I do know. Um, I do know. I have it right here in my, in your notes. bam, bam. I'm going to know I got to, in my notes, I sometimes write stuff down. Okay. So in Latin, right, it's Veni Emmanuel. Yep. And, um, and it's also known as a catechism song. Okay. So. Right, because yeah. back in the day, people didn't read that much. Um, only the highly educated read, and so this was a song that taught Bible truth, taught catechism. Yeah. Um, and then the Catholic Church actually still does this. It's called the antiphonals that they do the seven days before, but it'd be sung or chanted, chanted like we said. Um, John Mason Neal is actually an Anglican priest who put it to music, and he did so because he was in exile. Mm. So he got, now I tried to find what this guy did and I couldn't, but he made some people mad and he got exiled into an island off of, um, off the coast of Af Africa called um, Madeira. And he didn't have anything to do, but like read his Bible and his um, whatever Anglican uh, throughout the yearbook. Yeah. And, and so he's like, well, I'll just put it to music. So he did. So he's the one who actually made the music. For the seven verses of gotcha. antiphonals, which is pretty cool. Um, but that kind of thing of what does it mean to have God with us? And, and I love this song because it's a longing song. And mm -hmm. it says, while we acknowledge that the Messiah has come, it hasn't fully materialized in the hearts of men. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. I'm yeah. putting words into it. But <laughs> Paraphrase is Amanda's. <laughs> Yeah, but but saying God is with us, but is God in us? Mm. That's what I that's what I get from this song. And yeah, so if you look at the first verse, right? Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, come, God, and be with us. Mm -hmm. Ransom captive Israel, and and like you said beautifully, um, that re is referencing 
um, sin, right? We are captive in our sin and we're mourning in lonely exile because without God, we're yep. nothing. Yep. We are in exile from him until, and whenever I hear, I just, I just think of that glimmer of light until that son of God appears. Mm-hmm. Just, I just, I don't know. I always picture the shepherds here, right? Mm. Temple shepherds and yeah. they're just doing their shepherd stuff and they're in exile, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Kind of societally, spiritually, whatever. And the light of God appears mm-hmm. and saying, God is with you, right? Right, right. And the amount, like, if you just can imagine that, like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they run immediately and try to follow, find the baby and mm-hmm. worship at his feet because they realize I don't have to be lonely in my exile. Yep. Right. Ah. Oh. So good. I don't, I don't have to be lonely in my exile, right? Because Emmanuel, God's with us. And then mm-hmm. the refrain, right? Rejoice, rejoice. Emmanuel right. shall come to you, O Israel, right? Like, ah, huh. God will do what he promised, right? right? Now, you know, um, we, we kind of count these 24 days before Christmas as the Advent season, as the preparing season, as the coming season. But Israel had millet, like generations, right, of waiting, centuries. Like, yep, centuries, right. And you're like, it's here. Mm-hmm. And I almost, you know, fast forward because, um, as you know, you know, we live in the the God's kingdom established right now and not yet, right? That kind of now mm-hmm. and not yet type of yep. thing. And so we're thinking almost of the second coming, right? Mm. and you'd be like like you hear those seven trumpet blasts and you're like it's happening right (laughs) (laughs) yes and 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 terror for a whole lot of people as well but uh but for those of us in the kingdom like expectation i always whenever i talk about advent i talk about okay yes we celebrate the first coming of jesus as advenio as this coming as this arrival but then we wait in in expectation of Jesus' second coming when he will fulfill completely this redemption of the entirety of the earth. And as as we talked about, you know, I think it's in Romans that talks about the earth is groaning, uh, as mm-hmm. in birth pains, waiting to be to to for that fullness, that redemption of God. Um, but but I think back, so in Bible study, we're we're looking at Exodus and and thinking about this particular song and how, you know, ransom captive Israel obviously gets you back into that Moses, the, the Israelites are slaves to Pharaoh and Moses comes. And it was funny. We just read it last night of God says to Moses, Hey, go and do this thing. Moses is like, after a whole bunch of saying, no, it can't be possibly be me. God's like, whatever, Aaron's going to be your mouthpiece, whatever, just go tell Pharaoh, let my people go. So he, mm. he goes to the people, the Israelites, and he says, hey, gets the leaders together. I'm going to do this thing. We're going to get freedom from Pharaoh. We're going to do, we're going to go worship God. God sent me. And they're like, yes, awesome. Go, go to Pharaoh. Let's get this freedom. So he goes to Pharaoh and he says, Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Not yeah. And in <laughs> fact, I'm so frustrated with your request. Like how, how ridiculous is your request? Um, now your peeps are going to have to like work harder and make bricks without straw because 
I'm Pharaoh and I can do what I want, right? And then what do the people do? Immediately they're angry at Moses. Right? Yeah, they tried to stone him. Yeah, Until Aaron stepped in. promised yep. us that God was going to give us freedom. And now it's, in fact, made our lives that much more difficult. And I feel like on this side, several thousand years later, you have this this song talking about Emmanuel again. And the fact that Jesus came, did what he did. There's salvation in him. But also there's a groaning and expectation of this complete freedom. Uh, and we're now waiting again in this patient in theory, expectation <laughs> of Jesus' return. Uh, and yeah, it's just so, right. yeah. And verse two actually goes into that kind of, what do we do in the waiting? Yeah. So verse two goes, O come thou wisdom from on high and order all things far and nigh to us the path of knowledge show and cause us in her ways to go. Mm. Um, which is cool. It kind of, it, it echoes back into that almost female personification of wisdom in right, um, Proverbs yep. and from Proverbs, but it's saying, okay, so we're in lonely exile. The son of God has appeared. Now what, mm -hmm. what do we do now? Right. Right. And so it's saying we're going to um, call wisdom from on high. We're going to go to an elevated source. Right. <laughs> to say, actually, we don't know how to live outside of exile. We don't know how to be a godly people, right? right. Back going back into Exodus, they're in the wilderness and they're like, what do we do now, right? We've right. lived 400 years. That's, you know, several generations. They have no idea. Yep. And you think about Egypt, it was, it was plentiful. It was a metropolis. It, you know, they had people telling them what to do day in and day out. You know, I mean, that's a lot of, it's hard, but you know, but at the same now, time, it's regular, it's systematic. It's, it is hard. Yeah. Some, it, we do the same thing when we come to Christ, right? Mm -hmm. You knew how to live as the world lives. You knew how to live your worldly life might not have been perfect. Might've been hard. Might've been whatever you find freedom in Christ, victory in Christ. And now mm -hmm. you're like, how do I live in this Jesus thing? Mm -hmm. How do I live in the kingdom? How do I live mm -hmm. with kingdom values? how do i do that right so this is acknowledging god is the one who who is the one who orders things far and night right so we're first of all going to say i'm just going to assume god who's rescued me out of nothing that you know more <laughs> and i'm just declaring that i'm just declaring that and i'm just show us show us the path right yeah and cause us to walk in that way i think that's the first step of salvation really like you said is to acknowledge the hierarchy <laughs> right and god is god and, and i am not <laughs> and say look you know i've had i've had a good run of living my own life not really a good run but you know I've, I've tried it didn't work out um so show me yeah show me your way show me your way and so it's showing messiah as wisdom yep yeah. uh, that's what god with us looks like is wisdom which is amen which is cool I, can we skip to verse four of this? You want to talk about Sinai? We can. I mean, we can't. We can talk about verse three, but I like verse four. The branch of Jesse's stem. Yeah. I mean, we have different variations on the on the thing. I but... think I got the same thing. Okay. So just a recap. So... Verse three just talks about 
God on Sinai and might and glory in this little tiny baby is also the glory of God. That's that's the synopsis of number yeah, three. Yeah. Well, and and four is a branch of Jesse's stem onto your own and rescue them from the depths of hell. Your people save and give them victory or the grave. Like, man, that is some powerful <laughs> stuff right there. That is, that is awesome. And then, um, so we had a fun time talking about like, what is this, um, what is this root of Jesse's tree, right? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you go into this Isaiah 11 one? Um, well, you can, I mean, I can, you could too, I can too, but go for it. You got it up. I don't have the scripture. I just know oh. that that's this. Yeah. Well, Je- <laughs> Jesse is the father of David. Right who's the king and you, you from both Matthew and Luke we have the genealogies of Jesus from both mm-hmm. sides of his his fa- you know father and mother and and you have king David in both of those they're both of the line of David and so that's where this Jesse's stem comes from but yes you're right in Isaiah chapter 11 I'm going to f- go there give me just a couple seconds here as I up oh, too far <laughs> I didn't have it ready, friends. <laughs> so, um, in a, chapter 11 of Isaiah, verse 1, it says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and power, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. So this, uh, and then if you keep going, there's some other, uh, it's just, the wolf will lie down with the lamb, which is a very uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. popular uh-huh. verse. But this whole, it's it's a prophecy about Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. So totally cool. Totally about Jesus. Right, yeah. So, um, yeah, going through, so, uh, blah, blah, blah. So, okay, I did, I do have notes. I do promise. You're, no, you're fine. Um, you're, doing, you're doing great. So Isaiah talks a lot about, um, things look hopeless, right? That's a paraphrase of Isaiah. (laughs) Things look bad. Um, Israel has been cut off, right? We're in exile physically. So Isaiah, right? In in exile. And um, an axe has been cut, has cut down the lineage of, of, of Israel, of King David, of Jesse. And only a stump is there that looks like nothing, like garbage. Yeah. But it says out, and then this is the rulers, they will pay it no mind, right? But out of this deep beneath the roots, stuff is growing and up from this stump one green shoot that no one pays attention to till it comes to its fullness mm. and then what's the second part of that verse which the song I'm sorry, song verse from the depths of hell your people save and give them victory or the grave yes no. so so here's this little insignificant baby so i mean because at this time baby jesus is born um even though Joseph and Mary were from the line of David, mm-hmm. they're poor. They're living in nowhere. Yeah. Um, the family isn't anything. Yeah. You know, even they were from their, this huge lineage up comes this little Messiah. As a baby in a manger. As a little, as a little <laughs> baby. And he has come not only to conquer, right? Cause David was a conqueror mm-hmm. of, 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 war and land and people groups he's a conqueror over death yeah and the grave and that calling people up from hell because 
you know, we like it in Christendom to talk about eternal life, mm-hmm. but we don't often talk about the alternative, which is eternal death. Right. And that's that's the default exile position. Yeah. Is you die and then you're in eternal death. Right. Not great. No. <laughs> but here is this root from saying, I haven't forgotten my promise to Abraham. I haven't forgotten my covenant to David. I haven't forgotten my covenant to the world. And up through this dead, worthless, gross stump of nothing, yeah. hope shoots up. Yeah. Amen. And sometimes I just like, sometimes my life has felt like a worthless, dirty, gross stump that once seemed to held a lot of promise and got cut down. But the hope right the stuff stirring under the thing saying god's like actually i needed to cut down that gross ugly tree so i could grow something better right and fruit bearing and i don't know we can go gardening stuff and jesus but true true i think that yeah there's there's a lot there we could unpack certainly but if we get back to jesus as this messiah as this for you know prophesied messiah from the from the start right Mm -hmm. and the fact that the whole of the old testament is pushing forward this concept this idea that god has a plan he's he's moving people and things and the the situation the path forward to lead to this culminating point of jesus coming and that's the celebration of of Christmas as he came. Now we celebrate Easter, which is is uh-huh. that completion of his his earthly timeline. Uh, but without his birth, we the whole of the Old Testament is like this unfulfilled, this hanging open story that doesn't have its its final note. It's you know it's uh-huh. that song that you need to have the like you need to finish it. Um, yeah, God is so good. He's, mm-hmm. and he keeps his promises. He does. Even right? if, it, so, yeah, go ahead. Oh, like, yeah. Even just the song is saying, oh, come God and make stuff right. Mm-hmm. We know that he will. Yeah. How? I don't know. When? Definitely don't know. Yeah. But I know that it'll happen. Because mm-hmm. he has never failed. Yeah. And uh, and that's exciting. Not only that, well, yeah, that too. We we need to wait in patient expectation, which is really hard. Especially as 21st century people, right? We, I'm a millennial, I don't wait. We don't wait well. We don't, we're, patience is not uh, a very prominent virtue uh, in the world. And I can even say that for me, man. I, you know, you get on the internet and if your internet's not like hopping, boom, 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 man, you don't want to listen or watch for a, wait for a buffer. Um, but the fact that God is not, how does it go in scripture? God is not delayed in his promises. Like he, Uh he's waiting so that people can know him. Uh uh Right. Yes. because many I, i've heard people oh jesus just needs to come back again and end this whole thing well okay but what about the people who don't know him mm-hmm. what about yeah, 
what about those who who might still find relationship with him don't we want those people to hear about this good news of jesus and if if anyone wants jesus to come back so they'll finally get theirs is probably should head back to the mercy seat yeah yeah (laughs) you know i uh, this is going to take us a little bit off track but it reminds me of the commercials that are on TV a lot during the day t- during daytime TV about get what you deserve, <clears throat> um, you know, whether it's insurance or lawsuits. Like you were in an accident, get what you deserve, and it just it always cracks me up because what do we deserve? Hmm. And that's the thing, people. Oh well, I'm a good person. Okay, compared to what? What? What's the what's the line? What, where, where can you say I'm a good person? What's the definition of good, right? If we compare ourselves to Jesus, who was the only perfect and good person, completely and holy without sin, then we are not good. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how, how good we are in the sense of, you know, we do honorable things or we serve people or we give to the poor, or we you know, serve a Thanksgiving meal to the community, or we get toys for kids on Christmas or fill in the blank of good things we could do. What lies in our hearts? Hmm. And I feel like we can be reminded of what we deserve is death and hell because we have disobeyed God. Now, what is it, you know, Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount goes into great detail. You know, you have the Ten Commandments, you know, do, do not commit adultery, do not commit murder, do not steal, do not give false witness. But he says those, it's not good enough to not just not, okay, I didn't kill anybody today. Yay yeah. for me, gold star. But Jesus says, but do you have hatred in your heart for someone? Mm-hmm. Well, then you've committed murder in your heart. Because the only thing that's keeping you from not murdering them is societal law. Right. <laughs> Potentially. Like you'll go to jail. <laughs> so. But how, you know, what are heart. our thoughts? What are our feelings towards our fellow human beings? Towards ourself? You know, sometimes we have hatred in our hearts for ourselves. Mm. Which is its own set of, you know, mental health struggles that are in the world. But but if we go back to Jesus being, I think of, of Hebrews chapter 12, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning its shame, right? Mm-hmm. He, he authored our faith. He perfected our faith. He went before us so that we could follow him so that no matter how dark and deep our sin is or, or things that are in our hearts that we struggle with, we can find redemption in him. We can find salvation in him because he is that, that root of Jesse growing up. And you don't, you know, it's just a baby in a manger that the angels spoke about, which I can't even imagine being a shepherd on the field and the whole host of angels come and like, tell me about this baby. Like that'd just be, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> like That'd be scary. I think, of course, they also said, do not be terrified. So I'm sure that those words just settled their hearts immediately. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
okay <laughs> okay i won't be terrified anymore sure um <laughs> anyway i just so i i want to go i want to skip ahead if you're okay with skipping ahead oh cool. yeah where are we this. going uh well two things i want to go do i want to six and seven uh and all right come emmanuel so come a bright and morning star and bring us comfort from afar dispel the shadows of night and turn our darkness into light mm. that's what jesus can do that so this whole conversation i've had about sin and about the fact that we are generally not good people that's our our default state is not care kindness and compassion and love it's not mm-hmm. we get those things from the Holy Spirit living within us through Christ. Can we have a semblance of those things? Sure. Just like I can build a fake Lego set with like things that aren't Lego, right? But they'll fall apart because they're not the right thing. Does that make sense? Yep. It's a... But Jesus well... is the one who is the true light of the world. And as a result of him being the light, we don't have to live in darkness any longer because he brings us into the light. He brings us into that freedom. Mm. Yeah. And then if we go to seven, O come, O King of nations, bind in the hearts of all mankind. Bid our sad divisions cease and be yourself our King of peace. We yeah. really need to sing that verse more. Because I think what happens in a song like this, because it's seven verses long, <laughs> we don't always sing all the verses. Right. Right. We need to make sure we sing seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and we talked about, um, you know, every nation, well, almost every nation says, yeah, we want peace. Yeah. You know, but we know as Christians, peace only comes through Jesus. If we could, if world peace could be achieved without God, we would have done it. I think so. Yeah. But it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> and you're saying, oh, come Emmanuel, make things right. Come God with us. Yeah. And make the, the desire of our hearts for true and lasting peace to be a people of one mind, united, delivering mm-hmm. us. But we know that can only happen when God is with us. Mm-hmm. And but then, of course, we yeah. can rejoice, right? Because yep. he's come. Yep. And he is coming again. Yeah. And I think... It is vitally important as we think of the Christmas season, as we, you know, get with a busy of holidays and, you know, get caught up in getting presents and wrapping presents and decorations and getting all the cookies made or the candies made or the turkey or the ham or the whatever, that we remember that this Emmanuel, this God with us, um, is real. And to pause and spend mm-hmm. some time reflecting and being mindful and conscious of that reality because it's so easy to get on autopilot it's so easy to get caught in the hustle and the bustle and the the to-do list that needs to be done mm-hmm. and forget that Emmanuel has come Mm-hmm. And he endeavors to rescue us. Now that rescue isn't 
immediately like pulled out of this world right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. god doesn't say oh be saved and and settle in your own compound and be away from the world no he says be lights like i am the light of the world but i'm sending you out to be lights in the world mm -hmm. be amongst people love people they'll know you'll my you're my disciples by your love for one another go ye therefore into all the world preaching <laughs> the good news right yes absolutely and that's ultimately the what what is christmas about what is um advent of, about what is all of it about it's just saying hope has come the thing that you're waiting for those desires of your heart that you haven't even felt like you can even speak god knows and he's heard and he's come yeah and you can rejoice even though things aren't as per, you know perfect in our world because people haven't heeded his call right God is still working and he's still doing and it didn't end in a manger. Right. It didn't even end on a cross, right? It's still have it's still going. Right. God is still working. Yeah. That's all I got. That's yeah. Hey, that's Let's go listen to that song, friends. And they play this song in Walmart. Okay, anyway, that's a whole different tangent, but that just makes me excited. They do. God, I love I love Christmas because Yes. The theology and, and truths of God are at Fleet Farm. I don't know. I just make or <laughs> wherever you're Makes going, me happy. Really, yeah. It's just like, yes, pay yeah. attention. But <laughs> Yep. Wow. And and I think too, the the great thing about these old er older hymns is that they had such good theology in them. Mm -hmm. right? You saw sang songs that could lead you into really meditative contemplation about Jesus, about Christmas, mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. Emmanuel, about, I mean, ransoming captive Israel. I mean, the, the thought process and thinking through what does that look like? What does that mean? This metaphor of the, the actual Moses story, but then mm -hmm. fast forward to our story being paralleled to being ransomed from our captiveness in sin. Whew. Mm -hmm mind boggling good stuff so friends take some time and this releases this will release on the 23rd of december so you have christmas weekend um if you if you listen to this right away if not hey if you listen to this in march great merry christmas enjoy uh the day go listen to O come O come emmanuel uh, and and just be reminded of the what christmas really looks like Mm -hmm. that is not about a tree and presents i think I, I love christmas for the spending time with family mm -hmm. i love christmas for the the making christmas goodies together mm -hmm. right it's it's not necessarily just about getting the christmas uh candies and cookies and goodies together but the doing it as a family doing it mm -hmm. now there's frustrations occasionally you know, especially if you burn something or forget something in the oven or, or whatever, yeah, those but just, those just make more memories. Exactly. Exactly. But all right, friends, it has been a, a great ride 
Um, we have one more episode for this year before we we turn the t- time into 2023. But this has been a great ride for us. I hope that uh, those of you who are listening have been enjoying uh, these weekly podcasts as well. Uh, our plan is to continue making them as long as people continue to listen to them. So uh, hopefully you enjoy. If you have any comments, as always, you're welcome to reach out. And uh, we welcome all feedback um, so that we can, you know, bring to you what you would like to listen to. Uh, topics that you'd like us to discuss or or deep dives you'd like us to make. I love diving deep into scripture mm-hmm. or into us or into us him or or whatever the case may be. So Amanda, any final thoughts for today? Um, no, I just want to wish everyone a a good Christmas in their hearts. Yeah. Just breathe. <laughs> It'll come. It'll, yep. It will not meet expectation. But Jesus didn't meet human expectation either. Mm-hmm. And he was exactly what the world needed. And your Christmas, I'm praying, is exactly what you need today. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, friends. Merry Christmas. And remember, God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you guys next time. 